So today we will make our way through the final chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. So please go ahead and open your Bibles up there to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. And before we begin with verse 1 of Matthew chapter 28, I'd like to actually first take you back into Matthew chapter 27 and have you start reading with me at verse 50. So Matthew chapter 27. Here Jesus was on the cross of His crucifixion just prior to His death. And verse 50 says, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up His spirit. Then, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after His resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, They feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. And many women who followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to Him, were there looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Now, when evening had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate, asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. When Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and he laid it in his new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock, And he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. And Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary, sitting opposite the tomb. On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember while he was still alive how that deceiver said, After three days I will rise. Therefore, command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away, and say to the people, He has risen from the dead. So the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard. Go your way. Make it as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and setting the guard. And we discussed all of those verses in our last study of Matthew, which you can find on our website, which is on the screen here, www.aloveoutreach.com, as well as on YouTube and many other podcast-type sites, SoundCloud and such. But anyway, we're going to go ahead in now to our verses. I just wanted to kind of remind you and set the context here as we go into chapter 28 of Matthew, verse 1. 
Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. So upon the happening of the earthquake here, the guards were extremely frightened. But the angel comforted the women here and assured them, that they need not be afraid. As a matter of fact, not only did they need not be afraid, as we see in verse 5 there, but they also had reason to have great joy. They, they just were not yet made aware of the reason why they could rejoice. They already knew what the angel told them there in verse 5. That is, uh, they of course knew that Jesus was crucified, but they just thought they were coming to see the tomb of Jesus, as verse 1 says there. But there was something that these women were not expecting, and that is that Jesus had risen from the dead. But as we see there in verse 6, the angel uses the words, as he said. Do you see that there? The angel in verse 6 there says, he is risen as he said. So in other words, Maybe they should have accepted it. Maybe they should have known that they were coming there to check and see if he had risen from the dead yet, right? Uh, these were females that had followed Jesus around just like his male disciples did. And these women were even supporters of his ministry. You can go over to Luke chapter 8 and read about that. So, Maybe they did, and maybe they didn't remember or what Jesus had said, that he was going to rise from the dead. Uh, or maybe they weren't there when Jesus told his other disciples he was going to rise from the dead. But nonetheless, here they are at the tomb. And they're finding out that Jesus did indeed rise from the dead as he said he would. But the first thing that I'd like to exhort you with here today is that we need to know the Word of the Lord. We need to pay attention to the Word of the Lord. The Bible, right? We need to get it hidden in our hearts, deep within us, constantly reminding ourselves of what the Lord said and did. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit worked through people like the apostles to write this down. And we have this in our Bibles, all the things that the Lord said and did. And we need to get that deeply rooted. We need to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Jesus, like He said, was going to rise from the dead, and He did. And we also know today that He said, He also said He's going to come again, that there's going to be an end of this world as we currently know it. And just as the angels told these women followers of Jesus here, we too, as His modern-day followers, need not be afraid we need, not, need not, we need not go through this life living in fear. We can rejoice in the fact that He is risen. 
And we can also rejoice in the fact that He is coming again. The unbelieving world, like is represented by these guards in this story here, they need to be afraid, to be quite honest. If, if, if you've not been born again, if you've not given your life to Christ, if you've not become a disciple, a follower of Jesus, then you need to be afraid. You need to tremble, as the guards did. You need to fall flat on your face before the Lord. And the good news for the unbelievers today is that there is still time. There's still time today to come to a place in your life where you reverence the Lord. You surrender your life entirely to Him. You still have the opportunity today, if you're an unbeliever and you're listening or watching this, right? You have an opportunity to bow your knee to Him in repentance and to become a disciple of His, as were these women here that we're reading about in this story. And these women, followers of Jesus, had a job to do. They had a great part to play in the story that goes on to this very day. And the angel instructs them here in verse 7 and says, And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So what a message for these women to carry. Jesus, the Messiah, the King, our Lord, is alive and well. What a message they had. And this message stands true today, and it's the same message that needs to be heard today. He is alive. He is risen. And it, it is also true that He wants to meet you. He wants you to come to a place in life where you meet with Him, where you come to Him. At this point in time, as we read about here, Jesus as the risen Lord and King was going to meet with His disciples, both men and women, in Galilee. And the men disciples would have even a greater job to do than these women disciples had to do here. It would be the men, along with the supporters, like the support of the women, I should say, that would be charged with the spreading of the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God. And they would take it into the whole world, the, the, the world that they knew as the whole world at that point in time, right? And the gospel continues to go forth into all the world today. God is now allowing us to use the internet to get this message out. But you know what? There is nothing more beautiful than the feet of those that preach the gospel. And if you are a believer in Jesus today, you can take your feet and you can move them to, a, to places where people all around you need to hear the gospel message. People are depressed. People are scared today. People are living in fear. Many people locking themselves up in their home because they fear. They have no hope. They have, don't, don't have the hope of eternal life. They think that this life is all they have. They think that they need to make the most out of this life, live as long as they can here. They don't understand the kingdom of God. So there are beautiful feet that need to be preaching the kingdom of God. People are depressed. People are brokenhearted, suicidal, all around us. And they don't know the good news of the kingdom of God. 
They don't know that there is someone that has all the fullness of God, has all the power and authority granted to him, and he wants to be their king. He wants to be your king, King Jesus. Wants to be your Lord, wants to lead and and to guide you through this life by his Holy Spirit. These women, and soon to be the men as well, that they're going to take this message to, they're going to start to go out and, and live it out. And it's going to become a reality in their life. But there is an enemy. There was an enemy of them in that day. There's an enemy of any believer in Jesus today. And there's an enemy of those of you that are not believers in Jesus today. It's an enemy of your soul. He's the father of lies. And he is oh so much still on his job today. Lying. He wants to kill the souls of people, to steal from the souls of people, and ultimately destroy the souls of people. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Right? And that word veiled there simply means hidden or not in clear sight. People aren't receiving the gospel. People aren't. You know, and maybe, maybe they, they're hearing it, but they're not receiving it. So anyone that is not receiving, uh, they're perishing. They're not receiving the gospel. They're not accepting it. They're not coming to a place of repentance in their life. They're lost. Then speaking of the people, of those same people, 2 Corinthians 4 continues in verse 4 and says, Whose mind the God of this age has blinded who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So like I said, Satan, the enemy of your soul, is at work. He's lying to people. He's keeping them from the gospel of the glory of Christ. Keeping them in in the dark in various ways using all the tools available to him in this present world to blind the eyes of so many people so that the light, so that the truth of Christ will not shine upon them. So there's work to do for those that do know the gospel. There's people all around you that you can tell the good news to. And if you're not telling them yourself, then you should be supporting a ministry that is just like these women. And again, you can go to Luke chapter eight. They were supporters of the ministry of Jesus. They provided for his substance and that of his disciples. Right. Don't just sit there being a hearer of the word only and not a doer. Be a doer in one way, shape or form. If you profess to be a Christian if you profess to be born again. See, this ministry here, a love outreach, we are preaching the gospel. It's what we do. And so many others are preaching the gospel as well. You know, in that same chapter that I'm reading to you from here, uh, chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul said, uh, and the others with him, that they do not preach themselves but Christ Jesus, the Lord. In other words, they're not, it's not all about them. 
They're not telling, they weren't out telling everybody like you see a lot of so-called gospel preachers today get on the stage and tell how rich they are and how wonderful their life is and all of that stuff. The Apostle Paul said, we're not preaching ourselves, but Christ, the Lord. And he said that they see themselves as bondservants for Jesus' sake. They were just servants of the Lord. He said that it is the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. You see, why do I do what I'm doing right now? Why do I take the time to do this? Why does anyone preach the gospel today of Jesus Christ? It is because we have come to the light and to the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We've come to know Him because we were willing to open our hearts to Him and to deny the world and to turn from the world. It wasn't ever a popular thing in my life to come to Jesus Christ. I didn't make friends and influence people. I lost friends through coming to Jesus Christ. But we have committed, those that preach the gospel, we're committed to being servants of Jesus. To spread the message that you too can come into the kingdom of God as a disciple of Jesus. You can bow your knee. You can bow your heart today to the King. You can repent and be baptized and begin a new life under the reign of Jesus Christ as your Lord. This world is destroying you. It's killing your soul. And you're going to end up lost and empty and broken in the end. Without God in your world and not coming into the presence of God because you're not obeying, you're not observing the words, the commands of the Lord. See, coming to Christ is coming to a new kingdom. It's the kingdom of God. Leaving an old place behind becoming not of this world. When you come to Jesus and into the kingdom of God with all of your heart, you will find righteousness. You will find peace. You will find joy in the Holy Spirit. Because you're, you come to a place where you begin to walk by faith and not by sight. You will find rest for your soul ultimately. You can drop all the hate and the bitterness that now rules your heart. If you have hate, if you have bitterness in your heart, and you're an angry person, and you're just full of hatred, and you might not even realize it, you think you're doing something good by spewing forth all of your hatred toward others, toward people in the world, whatever it may be, toward dignitaries, toward you know, political people and all that kind of stuff, Right? Well, you're really being led by Satan, the God of this age, because you have no peace and joy in your life. You're focused on all the wrong things. You're not focused on the kingdom of God. If you find yourself angry inside, you're not focused on the kingdom of God. If you don't find the fruit of the Holy Spirit being active in your life, love and peace and joy, patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, temperance, right? If you don't have these things in your life, well, you're definitely not part of the kingdom of God. You're definitely not a disciple of Jesus Christ. You may profess Christianity, as many people in the world do. 
Do you know that the book of 1 John 2.11 says that he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. You know, that's what this world is, man. That's what hate and bitterness wants to do to you. It wants to keep you in darkness and not knowing where you are going. Let me tell you something. If you are watching the news and you're reading your social media and you're being pumped full of lies that are destroying your soul, making you full of hate, making you angry, making you hate this person, that person, this political party, that political party, whatever it may be. Right? Satan is using these platforms and he has you in his grips. Filling your heart with hatred, causing you to believe lies. Do you know that in 2018 there were over 48,000 suicides in the United States alone? How can this be? Think about this. How can this be when people have so many friends, right? Facebook friends, Instagram friends or followers, whatever they are. We have YouTube to encourage us. All of this social media. Where are all their friends, these 48,000 people? Where were their friends? Don't they feel wonderfully fulfilled with all of these friends? Don't these wonderful celebrities and such and all these social media influencers care about their followers? The reason is, is people just won't accept the truth. They'd rather stay in the lies of darkness because they don't want to die to themselves. They don't want to come to the light because they love their sin, Jesus said. If you listen to celebrities and social media influencers as your authority rather than becoming a follower of and listening to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who has all power and authority in heaven and earth, then you're going to end up in darkness and despair, lost. But here's the key. In order to know Him, in order to know Jesus, one must repent, die to yourself. You can't put on a, a facade right, and hide behind a profile. At your Facebook profile of who you really are not. Right? In this kingdom, you must come to die to yourself in the kingdom of God. You die to your self-centered ways and you're born again of the Spirit. Stop seeking what you want out of this life and you come and you be a humble servant of the King of the kingdom of God, Jesus do you know what I'm telling you about here today? I'm telling you about the gospel. That's what I'm preaching, the gospel. The gospel of the kingdom that must be preached. And what we are reading about here in Matthew 28 is where it all started. What we're seeing in this chapter. And verse 8 continues and says that these women went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. 
Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priest all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while he slept, or while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. So there we have the first lie in the face of the gospel. The greatest news of all time was going forth, and simultaneously a lie was being spread to thwart the truth. Well, at least to attempt to, right? And since that time, the father of lies, Satan himself, has still been behind the scenes spreading all kinds of lies in this world. And again, his greatest desire is to keep people from coming into the kingdom of God, the glorious light of God, the knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord and King. There's all kinds of other lies in this world, and today social media is controlling the narrative. And if you don't know that, you need to get wise to that. It's controlling the narrative. It's making you believe something. It's putting something into your head. But let me tell you something. The Word of God will live and abide forever. Let's say that gospel preachers and Bible teachers like me end up getting censored and taken off of social media platforms like this. And I can't be on YouTube anymore or anywhere else for that matter. Do you really think that that's going to stop the Word of God from going forth? Do you know that long before there was any form of media in the early days of the body of Christ that thousands of people were coming to faith in Jesus Christ by the work of the Holy Spirit and people preaching the gospel face to face to people? Try as they may, and the God of this age, Satan's time is short and he knows it, but nothing's ever going to stop the word of God. Nothing's ever going to stop the spreading of the gospel. Satan tried to have Jesus killed as a baby. He thought the crucifixion would end the story of Jesus, and that would be it. But he's alive. And by his spirit, I'm doing what I'm doing here today. And if I die, there will always be someone else that is preaching the word of God, the gospel of the kingdom, until Jesus comes again. You know, from the empty tomb on forward, the message continues to be preached. And it will until we see Jesus again, until He comes again. Verse 16 says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw Him, they worshipped Him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to Me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So God is with those. The Lord is with those that are his disciples. And I am a messenger today here to do all that I can to make you a disciple of Jesus. I have over 300 teachings that I've done attempting to make disciples. Many others have hundreds upon hundreds, far more than me out there. Thanks be to God again for all of those that preach the gospel. But what we see here in the words of Jesus is like I've said, He has all power and authority. There is another king. There is someone that you can serve instead of the God of this age whom you presently serve if you've not been born again. You may, you may not even realize that because Satan has blinded your eyes, but you're serving him. If you're living in this world, you're of this world, you're not observing the things of God, you're serving Satan, the God of this age. But you can be baptized. You can be filled with the Spirit of the Lord if you'll decide to repent. Turn from your ways. Turn from your present life. Deny yourself. Take up the cross and follow the Lord. And then you will learn to observe all the things that Jesus commanded. You will be His disciple. Jesus said in John 8, 31 and 32, If you abide in My Word... You are my disciples indeed. That's the qualifier there. If you abide in his word, then you are his disciples. And he said, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Do you want to be set free today? Do you realize you're in spiritual bondage? That you're in darkness? Are you ready to come to the truth and turn from the lies? If you are, then today is the day of salvation. Again, it starts with repentance, where you stop living your sin-led life, your self-centered life. You die to yourself. Let the you that has always been be dead and gone. And I'm talking about the inward you, the soul that you are, the person that you are, in your heart. Let go of that. Come and abide or take up your residence in Jesus Christ. Make Him the King of your heart today. Let the bitterness, the confusion, the despair, the hopelessness, the hatred, let it all go and come into the kingdom of the marvelous light of God in the face that is in the person of Jesus Christ. Check our website. If you need prayer, we'll be happy to pray for you and to point you to Christ the King. Fill out the contact form there and we'll be sure to respond. If you have listened to this teaching and you are a born-again child of God, and you'd like to support this ministry as we preach the gospel in the way that we do, you can do so on our website as well. But let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, God, 
for your goodness, that you so love the world, that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus, you came to redeem us, to bring us into your kingdom, that we might live eternally with you. It is appointed to man once to die, after that the judgment. We will pass from death to life if we are in you, Lord. And I pray for all the souls of the people that will watch this video or listen to this audio, that they will begin to look inward and to look upward, to see their wretchedness and to see how wonderful you are and the gift that you offer to them, Lord. Come, Lord, and rule and reign in our hearts today. Thank you for this opportunity again to gather in this way around your word to study your living word, Lord. We just thank you for all things good. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless. Thank you for watching or listening, whatever the case may be. Uh, again, we'd love to hear from you if there's any way we can help you along in your relationship with Jesus Christ. We'll see you next time.